Hi, this is The Tangled Podcast, a show where I talk to people who are building better ways of doing things. I'm Julian DiLorenzo. Whether in food production, energy, fashion, or the built environment, I'm interested in how we can take inspiration from the natural world in order to use resources more efficiently and sustainably. Today, I'll be talking to Arif Rabik. Arif is an Indonesian scientist, entrepreneur, and conservationist whose expertise is bamboo. Arif wears a number of hats. He's the director of the Environmental Bamboo Foundation and the founder of Indo Bamboo, a company that makes innovative bamboo products for construction. He also runs a program called 1000 Bamboo Villages, which works with Indonesian people living in deforested areas, helping them to regenerate their land while also providing a sustainable income from bamboo that they harvest. Reef is a systems thinker, meaning for a given situation he tries to understand how different parts interact in order to design relationships that work better. This means not only thinking about the initial consequence of an action, but the consequences of the consequence, and so on down the line. Clearly, that could get complicated quickly, which is why I wanted to talk to him about his thought processes, what his influences are, and how he thinks about sustainability. I spoke to Arif in Queensland at the site of the Woodford Folk Festival, where he is designing an experimental facility to treat bamboo so that it can be used for more permanent construction without degrading. Unfortunately, time was tight and we were not able to follow all the interesting paths that came up in the conversation. So if you hear him mention something of interest, you can find show notes with links and explanations at tangledpodcast.com. If you enjoy the discussion, please subscribe to Tangled in whichever app you use and tell your friends to check it out. Okay, I began by asking Arif how he became a systems thinker. If I was to be fair, I would say that both my parents were extreme, almost uh, cultish systems thinkers. And I think you'll see with a lot of... uh, people around the world who who are systems thinkers they do have a design background and they do like to think about uh, design and you know be it from the architectural side uh, to even uh, designing uh, political systems social systems policy etc and 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 just that just that understanding of you know that systems can be designed and our reality can be designed and you know uh, there's that famous quote you know the the best way to forecast the future is to create it and, and i think there's there's a certain type of human in the world that that says yeah no we we can create the future you know and they and they and they and sometimes you know they're either stupid enough brave enough or whatever enough that they think that they can design it and, and create a better way. And, and, and I think I definitely came from two people who are very much down that path. But um, if I think about the literature that I've read, um, there's probably two very important um, first steps that, that I took down the systems thinking path. And the first book was by uh, uh, Amory Lovins, uh, his wife also, Hunter Lovins and Paul Hawkins, um, Natural Capitalism. 
So that was really the uh, a big, big uh, first step in me thinking about systems because the Rocky Mountain Institute, uh, which um, Emery funded, uh, founded, and and kind of um, just he was as Bill Moritz is the creative engine for uh, Wood Woodford. He really was the creative engine of of RMI and and had that charisma and 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 was meticulous and you know almost like a, a dog with a bone to really just have that Sherlock's home Sherlock Holmes approach to just getting every little detail and really just playing out the story and just trying to link in you know and, and he, uh, talking about capital and you know human capital natural capital social capital political capital and all the different capital uh, that and, and 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 value uh, that needs to come together and synergize uh, and you know and then of course comes that that concept of resilience uh, through that synergy um, and um, yeah so that was definitely a big big uh, first step and then also there was an, another weird uh, first step which was um, uh, Dr. Stephen R. Covey with uh, The Seven Habits of Highly Successful People uh, and actually that was a very much a, a systems thinking approach you know of um, you know first be proactive begin with the end in mind um, uh, uh, what is it seek to understand be before seeking to be understood you know these kinds of concepts think win-win synergy uh, etc and it's it's i think that's that's also another big thing that um good designers they really do have a very good process of thinking about a system I'm curious how some people manage to be better than others at moving past the research stage and actually putting ideas into practice. How do you get your theoretical ideas into the real world? Yeah, it's a very good question. I I think I saw enough of the failures of, of both my parents who were very um, creative thinkers and, um, and also the experience of uh, within the Bali community which was, you know, a lot of, um, what's the politically correct way to explain a lot of these uh, Bali characters and individuals and personalities. They, they, they were running away from something and they wanted to create something new, you know, idealists, utopia thinkers, etc. But um, there were so many of them that, that just kind of waddled in their idea and the discourse of their idea and never really took that next step and actually wasted a lot of time and energy uh, and, and finances um, in the discourse. Um, and and it's, it, it, I mean, it sounds counterintuitive and, and, and illogical and yet so many people do that. And, and I think my, my parents uh, and and actually, uh, uh, to be fair, the, the, the network around them were very much uh, the people who would gauge very quickly, you know, what is the least amount that we have to do before just jumping into it? 
and they barely ever got it right. But they, you know, they, they, they knew that it's, you know, you got to make the jump. You got to jump. You got to jump off the cliff and you got to believe that you're going to land on your feet. Um, and it's, it's, there's a courage there and there's a, there's a determination. And, and so I think, I think I saw that, uh, from a lot of people, uh, from a young age. And so, yeah, I think I've, 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 I have in me a resolve to jump off the cliff. Okay, so jumping off cliffs would obviously lead to a few injuries. So then how do you think about failure when you're working? Absolutely. That's why, you know, I, I, you know, a lot of people talk about, you know, taking off and kind of flying. And, and, and you know, I, I, I don't see building systems uh, in that way. I really do feel like you have to jump off a cliff and fall, <laughs> you know, and it's, um, and you hit one ledge and you hit another, but, you know, and, and, and as you're, as you're falling, you, um, you, you put together very quickly, um, your priorities and what you have to focus on, uh, in order to not uh fail and and i know that sounds horrible but it's 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 you know that's that's when 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 you got to be quick on your feet and and think and 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 that's why you know i I, i've always been uh really interested in in characters uh, fictional characters like sherlock holmes etc because i think there's you know in the authors of of these uh, fictional characters. There's also that same thing of of this um, it's it, it's not it's it's not planning to win, but it's planning not to fail. You know, and 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 how do you do that? And 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 that's the first step that actually brings you to this much bigger awareness of what's going on around you, which a lot of people actually close their eyes to and 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 stay ignorant of because they're either they're so stuck on on one idea uh, or they just they don't want to open up their their horizon of of awareness and mindfulness um, yeah so just to tie that all together i think if you're if you're building you know, a system like, for example, this this biochar system that we're developing at Woodford. And, you know, we started... Uh, the project started with the premise of empowering uh, local communities in rural Indonesia with a preservative that was uh, locally available. And um, it was based on uh, the experience of many Japanese masters that had been doing an ancient technology for thousands of years. And, um, and we, you know, they, they achieved, let's say, you know, a hundred in, in their Susudake system, the, the smoke preservation system with these incredibly complex kiln systems and and control of temperature and moisture and and anoxic environments etc and you know what 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 i said to those masters was 
you know, what if I don't want to want to achieve a hundred? What if I just want to achieve forty or thirty percent of what you have achieved? And and I think that's also a really important thing with with systems is really understanding how much you need to achieve to get the critical mass so that all the different things come together. You know, if if I was a dog with a bone trying to achieve a hundred, I think I'd spend the next fifty years trying to create the perfect, you know, bamboo strengthening. Pres- preservation system that is cost effective and could be brought to the rural villages of Indonesia you know and 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 I think I've I've learned from many much smarter people than I that um that that's that's not the right way you you have to be locally appropriate and you know I think that's a, a lot of the premise of 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 appropriate technology is to understand you know where do you have to uh, uh kind of set your sights to and 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 don't be greedy to go any more than that. Uh, yeah. You talk about bamboo's potential to help regenerate ecosystems and also human systems, but what motivates you to keep working with it? What makes bamboo so special? There's the ecological side of of the value of bamboo. There's the social side of the value of bamboo, and then there's the economic uh, side and I mean in resilience thinking we, we we break that up into much more uh, different parameters and indicators but let's keep it simple for now and I think ecologically uh, there's so many very critical um, restorative uh, ecosystem services to just tie it up all into one thing uh, that bamboo gives you know, it holds water, it grows quickly and creates a canopy that shades from the dehydrating winds, from the from the burning sun. It uh, helps build soil. Uh, it stabilizes landscapes that have, um, you know, slope stability issues, etc. Uh, it absorbs carbon. And also a very, very important thing, which is my... Uh, mission in in part in East Indonesia is um, you know I created a company called Pete Uap Down Bamboo which means um, the um, a private limited company of the uh, Uap is the the vapor uh, the vapor that is released from the leaf of the bamboo which is just to try to create a simple vision in in the in the people in those areas mind of this this vapor that is released you know evapotranspiration is the term that we know technically but you know to give that to a farmer is is a little bit of a of a hard process and so you really have to make a very simple picture and um yeah that rain suck as i call it potential of of evapotranspiration especially with all rapidly renewable species not only bamboo but especially bamboo to evapotranspirate and use so much water that that uh, goes up into uh, you know the troposphere and and just and and helps precipitate clouds it's it's a it's a very well-known science and 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 mechanism and process and yet it's not valued in our current understanding of climate change, in our current understanding of forestry, it's it's two different systems that are that are not linked, and uh, w- uh, why uh, I have no idea. 
Um, so that's definitely the 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 biggest, you know, uh, part of the the, the long-term future for us. But then, you know, socially also bamboo it's very important that the poor people you know we we globally have a challenge of two billion hectares of degraded land plus or minus 12 degrees north or south of the equator and there's two billion hectares of land which i believe and 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 i'm not the first to believe that uh but i i truly do believe it's the communities it's that it's the tribal communities it's the local communities of that that fringe a lot of these degraded lands that will be the champions uh to restore these the two billion hectares of land i mean for me before you think about innovating a photovoltaic cell you gotta plant and restore every bloody hectare of those two billion hectares you know before you think about sending a man to the moon you gotta restore that that's that is our moral and ethical responsibility as humans you know the, the the lady tonight talking about being grown up that's that's us being true grown ups you know and and understanding that responsibility and and so socially uh bamboo catalyzes that uh, responsibility because it's so easy for poor communities you can cut it you can harvest the bamboo so easily as you have a lot of experience uh, with and uh you know, it's it's easy to process too. It's a it's a it's a pipe. It's not this giant log that you have to kind of use chainsaws uh, that are kind of you know almost two and a half feet long uh, or, or almost a meter long. And and now you know with the Chinese who have who have uh, innovated and really uh, been the leaders in community-based processing at the village level. You have very, very basic machines that can take the round pole that is actually, you know, in conical form and convert it into very standardized squared strips that are preserved, dried and ready to use in the, constru in, in the construction industry as well as under other industries. And, and, and this is, this is a beautiful, uh, 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 potential and reality that that is has has been given to us by the the sweat and blood of of of, of many people in the last uh, 50 60 years so that socially is 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 also you, you know uh, not to jump around but in in the book that that um, Ben and I wrote um, on resilience and towards resilient bamboo forestry we say it's S-E-E -E resilience. It's social first, then economic, then ecological. But you have a vision of resilience from the start. But you build on your social systems first. You build on your economic systems second. And then you can really, with all that foundation set, you can, you can create incredible systems of talking about watershed management, etc. And because they've, they're socially uh, built with their trust and and they have good livelihoods with their economic systems they will think about their watersheds with open and 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 willingness to to do uh, but if you don't have the trust and you don't have uh, stability in their economic systems they can't they, they their eyes are not even 
you know a, a hundredth of 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 what open uh, to 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 even see what you're talking about because they're so concentrated on the key foundations of life i've heard you talk before about sort of incentives and the the importance of incentives mm-hmm. and aligning incentives i think in systems so often you know either, either broad large scale systems or even just in a sort of micro level if different parts of a system have a cent- incentives that are aligned in different directions. Yeah. It's a sort of recipe for disaster. I've heard you talk before about uh, the difficulty in Indonesia of deforestation and when when there was easy timber to be had, mm-hmm. it was very hard to attract villages to the to the prospect of of bamboo as an economic potential, but in, in contexts where land is completely degraded, you come to villages and offer an economic incentive. And now their incentives happen to be aligned with what we see as a broader ecological incentive. I guess it, it, it goes even uh, deeper and, and, and foundation to um, the question of ownership, you know, and who owns what and 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 you know land that is um tribal land uh for example you know who owns the trees and let's say the bamboo uh and the 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 wild boar um uh, uh even is a is a interesting thing i've just been dealing with in in east indonesia where they burn the forest to chase out the wild boar to hunt it and uh, they cause a huge amount of destruction in the process. Um, but it's not as simple as incentives, of course, uh, because you have to, you have to, um, you know, in modern terms, talk about rapport. But um, uh, and, and it's it's trust building. You you have to build trust. You have to build uh, an open heart and. Uh, when you look at someone in the eyes, you know, you have to believe that there is no other agenda and then you can talk about incentives, you know? So, but yes, it, it, I, we, we talk about incentives when it's the right time to talk about how to, uh, create, um, rewards and recognition, you know, and it's, um, and, and, and I think there's, there's, uh, you know, in, for example, in rural Indonesia, uh, if you get a job with the government and you come back home in a government uniform, that prestige is is priceless. You know, you could come home with a, a check for a thousand dollars, and that's less prestige than coming home in a. It, so you you really have to look at each village and what are their what is their paradigm, you know, and what do they value, and how do you integrate uh, ecological sustainability, ecological resilience to the, the paradigm that they uh, have. You know, it really has to be locally uh, specific and appropriate. Are there any other principles you think are important to keep at the front of your mind? Say, if people are trying to design or redesign systems in their own communities or businesses or... 
you have to have a clear vision. You know, you have to begin, as, 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 as Stephen R. Covey said, you begin with the end in mind. You know, and if you don't have a very clear uh, vision of the end and you haven't really meticulously broken down what is the end in mind and how holistic you are uh, 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 trying to achieve uh, different key pillars of success and, 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 and broken down exactly the, the process in which to achieve those each individual pillar of success you you're not going to be able to pull together you know the right team uh the right methodology uh the right uh, even the right um uh, call to action within yourself and to others to achieve that you know you i, I think you know the the first thing is 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 really to i mean you know people talk about proof of concept uh, you, you, you have to be very clear, you know, what, what, where you want to achieve, you know, for example, with, uh, a 70,000 hectare, uh, uh, area of degraded land in East Indonesia and wanting to, you know, restore it. Um, how, how do you go about thinking how to, how to do that? Right. And, and, and I think you really have to take a long time um, to focus on uh, understanding the local reality, the local wisdom, the local um, the the local context, the understanding. For example, if 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 you if we're thinking of of landscapes, the soil, the geology, the um, the climate. And, and really building up all the uh, parameters that, that you need to have a very clear understanding about uh, before you even understand what it, what it means to, to restore 70,000 hectares uh, of land. Uh, you know, and, and, and I think that, that, um, that, 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 uh, creation of a conceptual model uh, is is such an important step and it really has to be a very well informed step and and I think you do need to have uh, advisors you know I think that one of the key uh, strengths that I've had is that I grew up in the bamboo world you know and so I, I, I really did have incredible uh, advisors to call on for assistance and their experience uh, was verified and validated by many, 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 many people. So y you do have to uh, make sure that you do have the right advisors, and 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 and, and create that 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 vision with enough understanding in yourself. You know, so um, I'm not saying you, you got to go to university and and get a degree, a master's, and a PhD in it. But I'm, I am saying you, you, you do have to take the time to learn what is your local situation. And then, you know, if you want to be building that into a, into a schematic that is replicable in other areas, I think that's a, that's a, that's a further next step. Uh, after you really do do your homework, 
to 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 achieving what is locally appropriate. Arif, I've got many more questions, but I think maybe that'll be a nice spot to leave it there for now. Okay. Thank you again for your time. No worries. Thank you, Dylan. Okay, thanks for listening. You can find show notes with links to all the people, projects, and books that were mentioned in the conversation by going to tangledpodcast.com. If you have feedback, let me know on Twitter. I'm at Julio underscore. That's H-O-O-L-I-O underscore. If you liked the show, please share it and subscribe to Tangled in whichever podcast app you use. You could also rate the show in iTunes, which would be a huge help. And finally, you can sign up to my email newsletter. I'll let you know when new podcast episodes are released, and I'll send you a monthly list of good books, articles, and other podcasts to read and listen to. You can sign up at tangledpodcast.com. Thanks again for listening. I'll speak to you next time.